0: Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. This is the Golf Monthly podcast that happens each week um, where we take a look at the various different events in the world of golf, whether that be uh, tour-related, uh, equipment-related or anything else that happens within the game of golf. And uh, this week we're going to focus on the tour because that's where the big news stories come from. My name is Neil Tappin and I'm joined this week by uh, a couple of uh, fellow podcasters. Firstly, Tom Clark. Tom, hi, how are you? I'm very well. No Monday morning, so a little bit slow, but uh,
1: no, all good.
0: Good. And, uh, Tom, you are our, our tipster at Golf Monthly. I believe I am, yeah. Yes. yes. Um, any success this weekend?
1: I had an each-way success uh, on the European Tour. Uh, Mr. Waters, he did very well for me. Um, but the last two weeks have been quite good.
0: Waters, S- not Porteous?
1: No, Porteous didn't make it in. He finished top ten. Okay. I also picked him, but he um, decided to double bogey a couple of holes in the final round. But, uh, yeah, no, the last couple of weeks have been quite good picking, uh picking Matsuyama and Snedeker. But uh, obviously, now I'm back on the podcast this week, I, uh, you failed everybody miserably. else was out with mm. the washing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we are also joined by Nick Bonfield. Nick, hi. hi. Now, Nick is a, an Aston Villa fan. and Nick, um, Aston Villa are fresh off a, a 6-0 thrashing from Liverpool yesterday. How are you feeling?
2: Uh, I feel great, yeah. Um, Valentine's hello. Day massacre. Vatican. Listen, I've been mentally preparing for the championship for a number of months now. So. I hope at they're, least, not get, as I I was, they're not
1: getting you in, Nick. They're really struggling.
2: As that. I was saying to someone earlier, at least it's not a nail-biting finish where we go down on the last day of
0: the season. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, okay, so let's talk about golf, shall we? Um, we have a busy podcast this week. We're going to start by looking at the AT&T Pebble Beach uh, event that's just uh, finished. It um, was won by Vaughan Taylor. Then we're going to take a look at the Schwanee Open. Uh, it's not Tushwane. I don't think you pronounce the T. Oh, I didn't know at that. the beginning. Is that true? Uh are that, Have I we just made that up. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> uh, anyway, from the coverage that I was watching and listening to, I don't think you pronounced the T. Uh then we're going to hear from Richard Bland, Jeremy Elwood Golf Monthly's contributing editor caught up with Richard Bland um a couple of weeks ago. Uh, out in the middle east and uh, he's got some pretty interesting insights into life on tour. Uh, then we're going to look ahead at um the coming weeks golf and that is the Maybank Championship in Malaysia mm-hmm. and the Northern Trust Open. So a lot to get through. Uh, and I think it's right to start with uh, an incredible comeback story. Um as Nick just said to me, Vaughn again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Va- Vaughan Taylor has won for the first time in 11 years on the PGA Tour um, who wants to start?
1: I'll go for it then as Nick looks over to me uh, yeah it was, a, it was a good win for, obviously for him, he, to be fair he wasn't the story of the of the tournament really um, I think everybody was uh, very much looking at Phil Mickelson and how he was going to do, but then Vaughan Taylor shot uh, I think 65 7 under I think uh, on the the final round to to Nippin and uh, to win by one shot. Um great obviously great for him and his family. Uh he obviously played in the Ryder Cup two thousand and six at the K, yeah, Club K Club. Uh with uh, where they got absolutely thrashed battering at the K Club. Exactly. So um and then he hasn't really done a huge amount since then. So um it's good to see someone like that that you know, a name that you all um you know what's you, you've heard of him before to, to, you know, doing well. But I mean I think a lot of people wanted Nicholson to win it, but it's great to see him competing again on Sundays after a pretty poor 2015. Um, he, he's he's one person that can probably mix it up with the likes of Spieth and Mackerel and Day on his on on his day. So, um, uh,
0: well, uh, Tom, I'm going to stop you there. We'll come on to Mickelson in a second, oh, okay. but I want to start by looking at Vaughan Taylor because he didn't have a card <laughs> going into this event. Uh, he was given it's not an invite, but it's an exemption because he's a he's a previous champion on tour. Um, and it's a big field. It's yeah. one of those because it's, it's a pro am, it's three golf field, yeah. golf courses. It's a huge field. Um, and Nick, his world ranking has leaped from 447 to 100 with this win. Good stuff. Um, nice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, to uh, the world ranking website for that one. Um, Nick, what I mean, he's, he's won, as, as Tom said, he's won on tour before, won the Reno Tahoe Open a couple of times. Um, is this a bigger shock as we're making out?
2: maybe listen he he won something like twenty thousand dollars in two thousand and thirteen. Did he a, really he wow incredible incredible when you think about the riches on offer these days. I think probably the nature of the event helped him, helped keep his mind perhaps off the enormous of situation he found himself in, but and it also shows that if you put together a tremendous run of nine holes, then you're not necessarily going to be far away if you time it correctly i e on the bat nine on the Sunday, but yeah, obviously he deserves huge credit for coming back and I think I'm glad he won. I think it's it's a tremendous feel-good story. I think he overcame vertigo. Uh, he was fairly ambiguous in his interview, saying that his body was going through some changes, and he found that very hard to deal with. So I'm not really sure what happened there. But he's obviously been struggling mentally and physically over the last couple of years. So great to see him come back. Uh, and
0: four birdies in the middle of a back nine on Sunday. That's pretty good going. I mean, um, nobody else came close to any scoring like that. Certainly Mickelson and Blix, too, is the other player who was in with a chance of winning both. Bogeyed the par five in the middle of the back nine. I think it was fourteen.
2: We'll take your word for that. No, Mickelson <laughs> did. He was in the bunker, I think. And no, they both did. Know, think. He pitched beyond the hole, and it was a anyway. slippery putt down. Anyway, yeah.
1: It's one of those Sunday back ra- back nines where one person's going to take their chances, and depending on where they are in the field, it happens every Sunday. There's someone will shoot the lights out.
0: No, but it's just it, it, the story's great because for somebody who hasn't been in contention, as Nick said, maybe making twenty thousand dollars. I mean. Mm. I mean, (laughs) I can't imagine anyone can make a cut and make so little money on the PGA Tour, frankly, given the amount of money there is available.
2: Having said that, though, he he did actually play some decent golf last year. I think he had a couple of top 10s and a few top 25s as well, and he actually referenced that in his interview with Tim Barter, said, I actually played well last year, I just didn't get enough starts. Okay. And as a consequence, didn't have a card again this year. But now, I think he would have been delighted with a second place finish, because that would have earned him enough to keep a card. And (laughs) At that stage in his career, given what's transpired beforehand, that's pretty much would have been his goal going into the season. Yeah. So this is just an added bonus, and now he's on tour for, well, the rest of this year, plus two more years. So good on him for coming back and having that mental strength to fight back. And he
0: obviously does have mental strength because you don't make it into a Ryder Cup without that degree of mental strength. He's won twice on tour before. So we'll watch this space. It is a great story. Even if this is, you know, this is his big... Uh, crowning glory of the the sort of latter part of his career. It's a fantastic story. It's good to see. Um, but Tom, let's get back to talking about Phil Mickelson now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I,
1: I think that's the thing. Congratulations to Vaughn yeah, Taylor. It's probably a flash in the I'd pan. Be honestly, if we're honest. You are, I'm not really that fussed about it. I mean, it's a great story, but other than that, I don't think he's. You know, he's, he'll, he'll now be in a couple of fields. Will he win another tournament this year? I doubt it. Will he make the Ryder Cup? I very much doubt it. So, I, do, you know, well done to him. Congratulations, but I think there is a bigger story here, which is obviously a Phil Mickelson one. Back to playing well, it's now he's the second or third time this season already that he looks bang in form. Um, he's had all kind of changes to his swing. Which all the commentators keep on going on and on and on about. Um, he's one person, especially with c- coming to the golf courses that we are now coming to in this season. Where we've got Augusta very much uh, coming into the uh, into the forefront. It's he he if he has a good season this season, he could really. Make her Spieth, McIlroy, and Day's seasons a lot trickier than they thought. I think.
0: Do you reckon? Uh, well, that's interesting. You should say that because he he had dri- uh, drifted out to 29th ninth in the world rankings. So the first time start
1: another start The well, world <laughs> rankings website. <laughs> hey, I'm well, not stopping it? there. There's <laughs> more. Oh, okay. The look.
0: first time in two decades, twenty years since Mickelson had been outside. I think it was the top twenty five in the world. Absolutely astonishing degree of uh, consistency. Um, from a man who you wouldn't have him down. He's not a par machine, is he, Mickelson? He's a birdie maker. He's somebody who's going to go out and shoot at every flag on the golf course. So that consistency proves, I mean, he is one of the the true greats of the game. But he's in his 40s now, and drifting outside that top 20, you're you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe this is the end of the the line for Mickelson here. Now, Nick, I wanted to ask you, because watching the, the golf last night, he was definitely struggling with his golf game a lot, struggling with his golf swing in particular and, and it's not uncommon for Phil Mickelson he's hardly, you know, fairways and, and greens is he? he He can be a bit all over the place. Um, were you impressed by how he managed to, to hang in there or do you think there's underlying issues within his golf game that need to be addressed before he can, as Tom says, go ahead to somewhere like Augusta and compete?
2: Now f- first off I think he needs to be commended for at the age of what, 45, 46 mm. for actually saying I'm not going to let my career drift away here I'm going to make a significant change, I'm going to been off one of the arguably the greatest teacher of the modern generation, and Butch Harmon. I think uh, word, the the term binning off is pretty harsh. <laughs>
0: Releasing from him, you no. Know. <laughs>
2: going a separate way. Go, yes, parting <laughs> parting ways from Butch Harman, He's is a great instructor. Um, I think I just think that says a lot about the man. He still absolutely loves competing out on tour. And as you you said before, Phil's never done things the conventional way. And and I would prefer to focus on the positives. Ie, he's put himself in contention in what three events so far this season. Um, chipping is obviously phenomenal um, he's actually from what I've seen found more fairways than I'm yeah, he, to he, with he's made the swing changes but yeah.
0: then it was interesting to see the golf swing was what let him down on Sunday sure but that's what for Mickelson the first time he had the 54 hole lead
2: in what three years something like that so there will be a bit of rust and nerves there but I think he's, he came through it fairly well I mean at the end of the day he missed a five-footer to force a playoff that you have to fancy he would have gone on to win. So it was a good putt
0: as well, wasn't it? It wasn't it a bad is. putt. He was
2: unlucky. Yeah, an I mean, un- unlucky also, lip out. But remember,
1: he this is the guy who had two drivers in his bag at one point, and you know he's n- he's never been. <laughs> no, he's a great Every single fairway, has he? Yeah, so he's hitting more fairways than you're
2: used to. Mickelson hitting. Yeah, but and
1: he was also hitting irons of tees and stuff like yeah, that, wasn't he? And leaving was. himself way back. Um, yeah.
2: So improving strategy, and let's not forget, he's come off the back of a horrendous season last season by his standards. I mean, that's as bad a season as I can remember Mickelson having for a long time. So credit to him for rededicating himself to the game and making these changes. And that experience will stand him in good stead going forward this season. I definitely see some sort of major contention, uh, whether it's the US Open, the one he craves now, that he can hit the ball in the fairway more
0: often, we shall see. But he looks a decent bet for the Masters at the moment. Uh, We shall see. We shall see. It'll be interesting to see. Um, uh, As you just mentioned, the Masters, I think it's worth uh, a very quick word on Jordan Spieth. Uh Done an awful lot of travelling recently. I mean, he's played Abu Dhabi, then he went to Singapore, um, and now he's turned up in LA, which is, I'm sorry, in uh, on the the in California, West Coast. That <laughs> <is>. <laughs> um, and he's looking. He looked terribly rusty by his standards, given the the year he's just had. Is there any cause for concern for for Jordan Spieth? Uh He made the cut on the mark, which as I say, so given his level of consistency over the past 12 months, is fairly unheard of. Yeah. And then shot 66.
1: Yeah, he, he, he played very well yesterday, and it's also a 54-hole cut, so it's a bit, the cut in these kind of tournaments is always a bit odd. we have got nothing to worry about with him, he's no. he's he's finding out what it, life is like well, this is it,
0: but, being but world's number one. Is he going to find out that actually the demands of being world number one are going to prevent him from playing his very best golf is that the is that's the question i'm asking i, I
1: don't i don't think so he's he's finding out he's finding out at the moment how much money he can make by <laughs> being invited to all these different tournaments all around the world and that's an amazing thing to do and he's going to go to these events it will be tiring no doubt you know any anyone who's been on a long flight whether you're in first class or not not that i've ever been in first class no, no, <laughs> quite right like, too he's <laughs> well quite uh serve the drinks i suppose but um <laughs> you know, knows how exciting, you know, knows how sorry, how tiring it can be. So, even though you know, he's he, he must have been really shattered going into this big event where he's everywhere he goes, he's the center of attention, and um, he still seems to deliver all the time. And they say, I know he made the cut on the number, but then he did shoot a great round yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, I think, I think only Vaughn Taylor, um, Vaughn Taylor actually shot better round than him, so. I don't think we've got anything to worry about. He's on he's on home soil now. Um, I don't think he's flying around anywhere else unless someone else can. He's not playing him alone. Like well, I think
0: travelling around the US is is exactly. enough of a strain yeah, as it exactly.
1: is. But that, but that's my point. I think. Um, I think it's a you case, have to do yeah. a lot of travelling on the PJ tour, wherever you are.
2: Case of managing expectations, both internal and external, and. It just so happened that the first tournament of the year, he started exactly where he left off, hold absolutely everything. And that naturally does raise your expectation levels. It's no bad thing that he's had this run of not poor form, but indifferent form at this stage. So now he can work on his attitude and his mindset. As caddy alluded to the fact that you know he seemed different, and he was expecting to hold everything. And he needs to learn that that's not going to happen all the time. And I think this spell of indifferent form will help him going forward. And it's good that this has happened before major season. So
0: uh, some good advice there yeah. for you from from you for the world's number one golfer Nick. I'm sure he'll take that on board. And I, th- I think
1: um, one last thing. I think. I think he's look Pebble Beach is Pebble Beach. It's a it's a great tournament and. For one kind of golfer, like uh, the, the winner, it is the most amazing win that you'll ever have. But actually, that's not on Jordan Spieth's radar. Jordan Spieth's radar is, let's time it, let's get to Augusta, let's be playing my best golf then. And I think he'll be raring to go when, when that comes
0: around. Well, another contender at Augusta, actually I'm saying that, I don't even know if he's in the field. Uh, I was going to say Jonas Blixt. Um, okay, Nicholas. <laughs> As our resident stato, is the man who likes to think he knows more about golf than the rest of us, but together, um, Jonas Blixt is the sixth highest-ranked Swede in the world. Yep. Can you name the five players who are ranked higher than him? Uh, Simple. Okay. Lingmerth.
2: Yes. Stenson.
0: Yes. And we need to play some sort of music in the background, do we? At this point. Be
2: be
0: be be peter Hansen. Hansen. oh no not after his good performance no you've, uh, you've let yourself down there yeah, well. you've let us all down this is sure. a cracking quiz, absolute cracker okay. um yeah. well try broberg for starters <laughs> he's in the Ryder cup um as it stands <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> freddy Jacobson and alex noran um yeah. and for a bonus point um that counts towards nothing what is his current world ranking after this weekend.
2: After this week, he'd be up into... He had a poor season last season. Say,
0: 93. One two five. Oh, okay. So, he, yeah, uh, the point is... He, he shows had, how far he's away joy, last season. Is, is there season. a point to this conversation? Or <laughs> <have we just laughs> a, a he had drifted, snap. Tom. Well, the point Tom is, he's,
1: he's not in
2: the Masters. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> that's
1: but but the, last, <laughs> the case. So, last season, he finished Runner up the Masters? Or no, two, uh, years, two ago. years ago. he running yeah. up the Masters. I remember ha- being... Uh, doing several betting guides having looked at him his form and other than that in that season he did nothing or very very little
2: but crucially everyone expected him to fall away when he was in contention and he has a fabulous short game
1: I Augusta for one weekend of the season
0: yeah. I mean, good I think player two time winner oh, on tour he's only oh, what 24
1: no doubt about um, it no doubt about it but
0: okay um, let's leave that for now I think the factual inaccuracies there may have let's all down <laughs> um, and talk about the Chawani Open um Charles Schwartzel won it by miles. A
1: long, long way. He um, <laughs> in, in the Before the tournament, you looked at the field, and it wasn't the worst field in the world, but he was the lead, the standout player by an awful a, long way. A long way. way wasn't it? It. By an awful at
2: way at 43 in the world. It's, it's a glorified sunshine tour event, and, and frankly, I find it very difficult to get excited by these low-level South African events. That may just be me.
1: I think that's a, I think that's a little harsh to be honest, with you, Nick. If you, you I know there's an awful lot of tournaments in South Africa, but if the sponsors there are willing to put up the tournament to put the prize money up and stuff like that, I think you need to give them a little I, bit of credit. I you know,
0: would, I and I would add one thing to what Thomas just said. In that, um, yeah, the field's not the best, but the golf course I thought was a great test. Yeah. In that, it wasn't long at all, and especially I mean, in South Africa, you're pl- this time of year you are playing in perfect weather conditions. <laughs> And it was tight, and it was relatively short, and they were having to hit a lot of um, irons off tees and lay up into certain areas. And I just thought it just proves the point, and it gets proved from uh, every now and again that you don't need to build a golf course at 7,800 yards, 7,900 yards to make it tough. You know, Schwartz won it by miles. The the second place, I think, was around about the 8-9 under mark. Now, keeping the the winning score to under minus 10, or thereabouts, It would would be in the top, probably in the top half of the toughest courses of the year. And I just thought watching it, it just looked almost looked like they were playing a kind of members club, the sort of golf club courses that we play. The places where if you do spray one off the tee, Tom. Hello. <laughs> you can, can be likely to not recover your golf ball. And whilst obviously they don't have issues with that, they did have outbounds, they had... Certain yeah. hazards off the tee. We, was...
1: we already mentioned Hayden Porteous who I had, uh, so I had a in chess because I picked him to, to win, and he was, uh, he was, uh, he was always up there. But he had an incredible stretch of double bogeys. He was out of bounds. He was having to get a buggy back to the tee <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I saw that. And then was yeah. in a the lake. Then he go birdie, birdie, birdie. So it was. I, th- I thought the course was actually very good. And I, th- I think even looking at Pebble Beach, they kept all three courses at six thousand eight hundred yards. Yes, they did. Yeah, they actually took the yardage down. They obviously. Some of that is, I think, because it's such big fields, they want them to be able to actually get... Or amateurs them, as well. Yeah, amateurs yeah. around. But they actually want to get the people around the golf course as well. But even there, the, you know, that the winning score was, what, 17 under, was it? Yeah. 17 under. And actually, most people were around the 14, 15 uh, under mark for the top 10. So I think it's quite a nice direction um, that the courses are suddenly, suddenly going, actually, let's just make, make them a little bit tougher. Get the rough up a little bit. Even in Abu Dhabi, I think they put the the rough up this year, didn't yeah. they? So um, I think it's a much better way. It's much more interesting. Not sh- <laughs> Instead of being a putting competition, which a lot of the tour events seem to have got, actually, if you make it a little bit harder to get to the green, I think it makes it a lot more interesting.
2: Yeah, I, I do completely agree with that. I just never got to the watching stage purely because of the strength of field and the quality of the event. You were too
0: busy and watching Villa being thumped 6-0.
2: The point is with some of these South African events. <laughs> whilst the,
1: just, you're not even you not even taking I am. Any I'm, notes what I'm going to say
2: idea. is, whilst the scenery is is often spectacular, I find them largely devoid of atmosphere and excitement, and so I often don't choose to watch. That's just my opinion on those <laughs> events. And I understand that there are financial elements and sponsorship elements angry. at work. Banging the desk but, there. What what six South African events early in the season? How many of them have been genuinely compelling?
1: No, that, I think that's a fair point. And the crowds were were small, let's face it. They always
2: uh, are. Yeah, yeah. And you need the crowds to, to really bring that excitement. No, and there's I, no doubt about that.
0: I would also add that there was one point during the final round where Charles Schwarzel was playing with oh, who was he playing with in the final round? Um South African guy. <laughs> big big lad. Um Oh I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Anyway, um whoever it was hit his ball into a water hazard and required a ruling because they didn't know whether it bounced. The other side of the hazard then got back in or gone straight in and I was watching the golf on the telly on Sky and then I decided to just turn over and watch some of the cricket and I think I'd, I'd seen two wickets in the cricket and something else had gone on in the football I think Leicester had scored against Arsenal and I'd turned back to the golf and still nothing had happened <laughs> still they were trying to work out where and in all seriousness it's those things yeah you know, we haven't got all day and I uh, it was clear the ball had bounced on the other side and gone back into the... One quick look on TV showed it. They had to get a rules official in to then find out exactly where it had bounced, and the whole thing just seems a little bit over the top. unnecessarily pedantic, really, you have bit,
2: bit,
1: yeah. yeah. One of those things with the South African tournaments is actually, I think it also... It does give a few of the lesser lights a chance to show how good they can actually be. So Xander Lombard, I don't know who that, if that was oh, you're thinking of. Oh, yes. He looks like a really good That's player. him. Uh, and again, Portis, again, he's someone who obviously won three weeks ago, a month ago now, um, and then actually he managed to get onto the, the desert swing, and then he had a couple of good finishes there. So. Some of those got I know you're saying it's not compelling and the field's not great but it actually gives a chance for these guys yeah. to come through. No, I completely
2: agree that you require throughout the course of a season some of these lower level events where some lesser lights can come in and show what they can do in order to advance themselves. That's great and and it's needed. It just
0: means I'm not going to watch those events. I'm sorry that's right. the way it is. Well, harsh words fine, there Nick. Fine, harsh. Um okay, well let's leave the Schwani open there. We're now going to um listen to Richard Bland uh, Golf Monthly's contributing editor Jeremy Elwood caught up with Richard while he was preparing for the Abu Dhabi Championship so uh, let's hear from the two of them now.
3: Welcome to the uh, the Golf Monthly podcast I'm here with Richard Bland on the uh, nine hole course at Abu Dhabi Golf Club ahead of the first uh, big tournament of 2016 on the Desert Swing uh, Richard, how are you? I'm
4: oh, very well, thank you. How are you?
3: Good. Nice to see you. Yeah. More thank you. Sunshine relative to the um, Beautiful. British weather.
4: <laughs> very nice. Um,
3: now for you, I have a choice of six batches of questions. Right. You can't have number three or five, which we've already done. Um, one of the other four numbers. Number two. Number two. A little bit of rustling. Excuse me. Okay. So uh, there's, uh, there's ten or so slightly random questions. Okay. We'll see how we get on. Uh, so, who would you avoid sharing a room with at all costs?
4: Who would I share room with at all costs? I um, haven't roomed with anyone for a while, but anyone that snores very loudly.
3: Right. And there have been a few, have there?
4: The probably.
3: Yeah. <laughs> OK, uh, here's a choice. You have to choose between a putter uh, or a driver for a tournament. Which one do you go without? Putter. Yeah? Yeah. What would you putt with?
4: My driver. <laughs> right, very go. make, make good. Making <laughs> good use of the driver. <laughs> Doubling up in the purpose.
3: Uh, okay, now then, uh, which would you rather have Rory's driving, Spieth's putting, or Donald's short game?
4: Rory's driving. Yeah? Mm. But it, just he, because, you know, he. he the, some of the. Yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. Some of the clubs that he goes into around here are just. Yeah, you can't compete against. Yeah, you know, uh, some of the long par fours. Yeah, you know, he just. He's hitting driving wedging where we're hitting driving four and five irons. Um, he really yeah. is that much longer? I think he is. He's yeah, Over me, I think he's probably 50, 60 yards and that's 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 huge. Just huge.
3: That is a lot, isn't it? Um, if you could only play one golf course for the rest of your life, where would it be?
4: Sunningdale New course.
3: Okay, good. Golf Monthly has Sunningdale New Above the old in its rankings. Yeah, I love.
4: Yes, I love the new. I just think it's a, it's a fantastic course to play. It asks every question of your game. You've got to shape the ball both ways, Um, and it's just for me, it's just a joy to play. Favorite hole. Favorite hole, probably.
3: Perhaps that par five on the front nine.
4: Yeah road. so is it number 6 yeah, yeah. that's lovely I, I i always enjoy 9 as well i think 9 the, 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 the tee shot over the hill and then the second shot you know uh, yeah. always enjoy 9 but probably yeah my favorite place probably the halfway hut the sausage sandwich there is always uh, it does take some beating it, yeah it does take a lot of no, beating right. that
3: uh, what's the best golfing decision you've ever made
4: best golfing decision i've ever made uh Turning pro.
3: Turning pro. At what age?
4: I was 23. Playing off? Plus four. Back in the old days with persimmon-headed drivers and the ballart of all. Many moons ago. 1996 I turned pro.
3: Excellent. That's, that's, uh, that's 20 years ago.
4: It is 20 years ago.
3: Splendid. Um, so since then, how would you rate your career out of 10?
4: How would I rate my career out of 10? Um, Obviously I've played yeah, I've played out here for fourteen years now, which is yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of. Yeah, that's yeah, you see I've seen a lot of players, um, you yeah, know, come and go that, you know, ha- yeah, probably had a lot more talent than I did. Um, yeah, not sort of naming any names, but yeah, there's guys out here that, you know, that I grew up with that you think, well, yeah, they're going to be on tour for the rest of their life, and yeah, they're not even probably playing golf anymore. Um, so I'm very proud that I've um, I've, I've been out here for fi- uh, 14, 15 years. Um, so so I'd probably, yeah, uh, I'd probably say seven, Fair. seven out of 10. Yeah, obviously, if I'd have won, it would be a lot higher.
3: Okay, maybe this year.
4: Hopefully, i will doing my best.
3: Okay, so there are three or four more to go. Eagle, Power or birdie, birdie.
4: Birdie, birdie. Yeah. Yeah, I think because uh, yeah, it's just yeah, you're on that roll. Yeah, you've birdied one, birdied another. Yeah, you kind of give you a bit more. Yeah, maybe a bit more momentum.
3: Okay. Here's a tough one. You're offered life membership at Augusta National, but you can never play in the Open again. Do you take it?
4: At 43, yes. Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Have you played Augusta?
4: I haven't. No, no. So it's 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 one on the sort of bucket list.
3: Okay, two more. Should we do away with gimmies in match play golf?
4: No, no. I think it's uh, it's 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 a it's a good part of the game where you know you can yeah you can, obviously you can elect to make someone putt one from two feet if you think yeah there's a chance of missing and. Um, you know, you might get given a three footer, and you don't get given a three footer. I think it just adds a little bit to the the spice of of match play, where you can kind of have a bit of oh, half. No, what? Yeah, so no, I think leave it as it is. Okay,
3: A little frisson of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh,
4: final question:
3: Heathland, Parkland, or Lynx?
4: Parkland. Yeah. Is that we yeah. grew up on. Yeah, yeah. I love sort of playing in uh, uh, on those sort of yeah you know, those sort of courses. Um, yeah, Link yeah I enjoy all courses but uh yeah I think yeah if it, if it's a if it's not such a good day I probably wouldn't tend to go out there on a links course. So
3: fair enough. Um, well thank you very much for your time Richard and uh, good luck this week. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Okay, so that was uh Richard Bland. I thought very interesting to hear um him talk about how he would prefer Rory's driving game over Jordan's putting game and how he just can't compete on golf certain golf courses in the year. When he's in the same field as Rory, it just goes to show the value of that game. And I think probably the year that Speed has had, people maybe erring towards trying to improve their putting. And anyway, we've discussed a lot about that. So let's move on and let's talk about uh, the golf coming up this week, both on European Tour and the PGA Tour. Firstly, we'll talk about European Tour golf, and it is the Maybach Championship in Malaysia, uh, chaps. I'm going to read out a couple of the a few of the bigger names in the field. This Nick, you'll be pleased to hear. Is a better field than the last week in South Africa, so it looks as if a lot of those guys that played in Dubai are due to also play in Malaysia. You have the likes of Oost Hazen, Kema, your favorite Thomas Peters, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Broberg, Fitzpatrick, Cabrera uh Danny Willett's down to play, although I, I thought his wife was due, uh, his pregnancy is due soon anyway. So works work TBC it? works work. <laughs> says a man whose <laughs> wife is also due. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, who wants to start on this one? Um, this is a bigger tournament on the European Tour. This one has a pretty good prize fund, I believe, uh, and the, the field is good. It should be a good one to watch. Yeah. What time is it televised again? Four
2: AM. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I've got to shake this cynical streak that I want. It's a, it's a good event. Uh, although I think it's been rebranded this year. But it's a good event um, that's produced some good champions over the years. And, yeah, the likes of Kaima, and many, many major champions in the field. So it should be a very good one. Uh, I always find those Asian courses fairly intriguing. And I think it's a new course this time around. So we shall see what (laughs) transpires. But no, it's one I I am looking forward to. Yes, it's good to see some big, major winning names in the European Tour event uh, out in the East. Well, we know it's a growing market for the game. So.
0: Yeah, and Tom, as you're devising your betting guide for this week's um, uh, Maybank Malaysian Championship, oh, it's Cham- Maybank Championship in Malaysia. I think it was yeah. the Major Maybank Malaysian Open brand. Yeah, that's uh, why I'm struggling with it a little bit. Anyway. Malaysia Maybank, that's all you got to <laughs> know. Be that as it may. Will you be picking any of the um, sort of higher-ranked, European stroke, you know the likes of Ustazen, or are you going to be focusing your attention on the Asian players who are likely to, uh, you know, play in those conditions a little bit more often?
1: I, I when I do my betting goals, I try to go for a favorite, um kind of middling, and, a, and an outside, or, or, or a couple in each one of those. Ustazen's, um, but you've mentioned he's got a great game out out in Asia usually, and he usually he's does, won it before, hasn't he? Yeah, he usually does very well in those conditions. So. He's someone you've obviously got to take a look at, but he probably, I'm not sure what his odds are at the top of my head, but they're probably going to be very short. It's, it's usually good to go for some of the, the top European tour players for obvious reasons. They're very good players and um, some of them are one major, so it'd be silly not to, to look at them. Fitzpatrick we've already mentioned as well in there. He's someone who's just seems to be doing very well every week. He plays and his game's good on any course. So
0: He plays, that's a good insight.
1: <laughs> no, he does well no he, he does well every <laughs> week he plays. <laughs> okay. That's sorry. what I said, wasn't it? Um <laughs> Crikey. Um <laughs> But well, ha- the point I'm trying Spanish to Spanish Inquisition, to I early, throwing you off yeah, Crikey. <laughs> um the, the the point I'm trying to what am I trying to say? The point I'm trying to make is that it's also um a good week to have a look at the Asian tour rankings. And see who's in the field because they will always have longer odds because no one knows who they are usually. The people who are p- the betting markets in the UK, for example, will not have as much money p- put on those names, so their odds will be longer. When actually, they're p- particularly good players playing in conditions which they're used to, uh, and they're well worth a look at. Um, and you look at some of the guys doing very well in the last few weeks um, on the PGA Tour and the European Tours who have made their, their names on the Asian Tours and then come across lahiri for example, who is a superb player. I think he's top twenty. Where's world, world rankings officer? Is there a world <laughs> rankings officer in the world? What's well, Lahiri's, uh world ranking off the top of someone's head? Get it's, it's not top twenty. Very, he got close, close to the top, yeah. 20, he was in top twenty. top twenty, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's he, he he's playing really well. You know, we we thought at the, at the start of last season when he went, he was it. the highest
2: ranked player at the, the um, Eurasia Cup. I'm not yeah. sure he's top twenty, but he's not far off. I wouldn't oh, have said. Okay, well, well, we'll look at, into that.
1: But um, you know, he won a couple of times at the start of last season. Everyone thought he was yeah. a bit of a flash and pan. Won this event but last he, year, yeah. But yeah. he's um, he's just played very well on the PGA Tour and things like that. And, and everybody now knows him on you know both sides of the Atlantic. So um, it's always going to be a couple of surprises. You just got to try and pick them. And that's the tricky tricky thing. You can look at the Asian Tour rankings, see who's playing particularly well, and go from there. But it's not. I, I usually quite enjoy this. Um, this tournament is quite a good one, actually. Yep. Again, it's a good golf course. It was, if, unless it's changed, and then uh, I shut up. But
2: Nick, I thought it was a new course. I, I could be wrong, but uh, there are a couple of of names. I think Larathabal's in the field this week. He's made a steady start this season, didn't he? he get stung by hornets in this event last?
0: Oh, last well, season?
1: was it? Oh, that was a cr- that was the best video of the year. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> that but that uh, he that but really affected he? he
1: just he <laughs> just. He, ran up into he f- ended up
2: in a lake or yeah. some sort of pond yeah, at the he end of it. jump into a, a um, pond. Gregory Bordy is a guy who will be fairly high odds this week. He's been playing fairly consistently and has a decent game out in South Africa in the East. And Alex Levy, I think I saw his playing as well, who hasn't really got going so far this season. But, but you like him, don't I you? I like Not him. Really? He's a good, aggressive player. I think he won his maiden event out in China. So he's familiar with the conditions and comfortable in those conditions. So, yeah. He'll kickstart his season and his Ryder Cup bid sooner rather than later, I would imagine. So keep an eye on okay. him.
0: Well, Nick, I expect you to set your alarm for 4am on Sunday morning to uh, catch up with all the action. Um, uh, let's move on and talk about the Northern Trust Open because... This one is the one that will get more of the attention because, frankly, there are 15 of the world's top 30 playing, including Spieth and McElroy. So Rory's making his, um, I don't know if it's his debut in the event or his return to the event. Certainly, I think it's a new one on the schedule for him this year, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. played pretty well um, in um, the Middle East without winning, and I think he'll be eager to to prove a point. Anyway, um, I have a quiz for you both.
1: Oh, Ten Brilliant. Quen- uh, another qu- uh, is this better than the Swedish one we've just had?
0: <laughs> well, he didn't do very well, so oh, no. it depends. Um, so I, it's qu- I, I, may I point out there that
2: Tom jumped the gun and said Peter Hansen before I had a chance to oh, fully oh, think. Okay. Just, just pointing got that out. The
1: snitch. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, so you've got ten questions, and I think it's only right because it's in places fairly tricky.
1: I'm looking at the Northern Trust Open uh, web page as we've no, the okay, way. Oh, Phone cheating.
0: Down. Phone down.
1: I, I put my hand up there. Okay.
0: Phone down. Okay. So, y- y- okay, ten questions, and you're working as a team here. <laughs> um, um, hang on, hang
1: on. Sorry, me and Nick don't work very well. <laughs> well
0: that it should be interesting <laughs> to see. Okay, question number one. Very easy. Who's the defending champion? James Hahn. Tom.
1: Well, I thought we were a team. You are. Is that right? I, th- I think so. Is, I, I'm going to go for James Hahn. <laughs>
0: Good, good teamwork. Uh, Yes, correct. (laughs) And (laughs) (laughs) question number two: Who did he beat in a playoff last year? All useful stuff. If anyone's thinking about putting a few quid on this weekend, all useful information.
1: Usually does
2: well here, I think.
0: Feel the time. I
2: can't think.
1: No. Don't know. Clue. Oh
0: yes,
1: clue. Can we have a clue?
0: (laughs) Uh, right. <laughs> Both good players. <laughs> Both good. Oh, one, one American, one Englishman. Um, and you were almost right when you said Zach Johnson.
1: I was almost right when I said Zach Johnson.
0: Dustin S- Johnson? Yes.
1: How's he English?
0: He's not. <laughs> oh. two, more than one
2: person
1: <laughs> in sorry, the playoffs. I, confu- <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I got completely confused
0: there. <laughs> oh, uh, good effort, that. Um,
1: Dustin Johnson?
0: Correct. And an Englishman. Come on. Rose? <laughs> Westwood? It's not Westwood, oh, Paul or Donald, oh, is it? Oh so. It's going to get worse. Casey.
1: Oh, yeah, Paul Casey. Okay, so that's a,
0: that's a cross. Yeah. we
2: got, um, we got that horrendously <laughs> wrong. Rose does have a decent record there, I hasten to
0: add. That's why I said Rose. <laughs> as someone who studies his form regularly, I would expect <laughs> you to know that. Um, what did um, the Northern Trust Open used to be called? Is it the... LA Open yes Nick
1: Crikey. good teamwork Tom yes, Nick.
0: is proving to be
1: I'm just a silent <laughs> partner in this uh,
0: um, group how much is a season ticket to attend the event Okay,
1: that's a good it's free I've gone for, th- th- I've got for it. it's a trick we, question we haven't concurred here really? we, you're gambling question. on yeah, trick to
2: question be fair,
1: to be fair Neil didn't look like that was right
2: I can't imagine that event being free I'm going to go with if well after a consultation period of course season ticket Three hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars? Season ticket. For f- does that mean four days? It means full week. The whole no, thing. it'll the be, whole be less thing. than
1: that. Hundred dollars. No, I'm on that, for sure. Okay. We don't know.
0: Well, have What's a guess. Three hundred dollars? No. It's $139, it ridiculous. Ridiculous. which is good value. I mean, I when you compare that to prices over here, that's very good value.
1: I don't know. I think that's about right. Anyway.
0: If you wanted to go... You are you, are go we going? That £90 for a, a season ticket. a season ticket? That's extremely good value. <laughs> um, who won... Oh, I haven't written down the answer to this one. <laughs> this is a great question. Oh, dear. Say any name go on, and who won. Go oh, on. No, I think I know the answer. Who won the Northern Trust Open in 2014? Tommy, you might have to hand me your phone. <laughs> 2014. I so I
2: can't remember last week. How am I supposed to this, remember two this years was ago? There was another playoff not long ago involving Mickelson and Bill Haas. There was also John Merrick. Uh, n- n- Tom, Sh- give John me the Merrick.
1: <laughs> and I've got past winners. Here we go. Um,
2: so just Phil, just someone talk. John Merrick.
1: John Merrick, you think John Merrick
2: won? Yeah, I think him and Charlie Belgian were
0: in contention that year. How do you remember this? Charlie Belgian did have one year where he was in. Whether that was 13 or 14, I can't quite remember. No, my hunch was correct. It was Bubba Watson. Oh. Uh, thank hunch, you to uh, uh, oh. Google there. for. John Merrick has one there. Yes, he won Recently. in 2013. Ah, okay, <laughs> so you're currently two from five, um, yep. which is poor. Now, so the um, uh, Northern Trust Open takes place at Riviera, one of the truly great golf courses, not only Classic of the US American but course. of the world. Um, but testing your Riviera golf course knowledge.
1: Oh, another quiz.
0: <laughs> why is the sixth hole, I think it's a par three, famous? Bunker in the middle of the green. Correct. Tom not required again.
1: Uh, well, you know, you got it. We're a team, you said.
0: <laughs> um, what's the course record? Ooh, it's a tricky course. 59. No. 60. 61. 62. 2. Let's go 2. I must 62. have got it. 62. Um, it's 61.
1: There you go, I said that.
0: And this is not one of the quiz questions, but do, do you know either the two, there's two players, either the players who um hold the course record? Phil Mickelson. Please. I, I do you know what I know nothing about either of them um, yeah I <laughs> don't know, don't know. Uh, uh, let's move on let's move uh, it on. was <laughs> what, 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 it what was Ted Treber and George Archer
1: oh it's on the tip of my tongue that was. Uh,
0: that's wrong um, <laughs> number eight how, how much how many, how many, how,
1: many sorry, how many questions have we got here ten
0: how much did James Hahn win last year Was decent prize pool th- One, uh, one, two, something
2: like oh, that reckon
1: over a million yeah, no. most so, of them I think are it's six these million, days. Six million, I just looked at my phone. It's a six million prize fund. Uh, Tom, put your phone
0: down. Uh, oh, hang on, that wasn't the answer.
2: Somewhere in the region of one to one point one, I would yeah. say. Nine hundred thousand US dollars.
0: Uh, Nick was uh, correct in his original. It's one point two.
1: That is a lot of money.
0: It is. M- I mean, most of the the prize pools on the PGA Tour these days are in excess of a million for the winner. And you've got Spieth and McIlroy and yeah. fifteen of the top thirty yeah. in the world playing. So, um, okay. And at this point, okay, so. Questions 9 and 10, I was beginning to run out of...
1: Well, really? For <laughs> 9 and 10, not 2 and 3? <laughs> okay.
0: questions. So, uh, question 9 is, on the alphabetical <laughs> list oh, of players in the field, whose name is last?
1: Y.E. Um, Yang.
2: Charlie Wee.
0: Gary Woodland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Reasonable yeah, guesses. Could Reasonable go, guesses. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and in the same vein, who's first? <laughs> this is the last question. Blake Adams.
1: Wow. I don't think I'm going to beat that. No, I'll go, we'll go with that.
0: Tyler Aldridge. <laughs>
1: of course it is.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's um, unfortunate. You finished with one, two, three, four out of ten. Not a bad effort. We? close was a small quiz
1: that we weren't, tricky quiz. We weren't notified it was occurring.
2: No, because it's it's a test of your knowledge, not. <laughs> yeah, well, and again, may I add that it would have been five had he not interjected with his uh, oh. sub one million pound get one million dollar guess there.
0: Okay, so um, let's I'll finish by. One I'm going to ask you who you would have your money on for next week, and again, I don't really want, not really too interested in the favourites. Who, who in the who, field? Who you
1: got, who, who's in the field, Neil? Off the top of your well, heart.
0: interesting you should say that last week I went for Harris English at the AT&T Pebble Beach event, and he wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> And a bit like I'm going to go for Jonas Blix at the Masters. Um, <laughs> and you don't know who's playing. Yeah, so um, of the players in the field, who would you have a couple of quid on each way?
1: Nick, I'll, I'll pass you over to your knowledge to start off with.
2: Well, Harris is a is a good bet, actually. Funny you should say that, because assuming he is back in contention this week, because he's got a very classical game uh, suited nicely to a very classical golf course. He very consistent from tee to green, uh, which you need to be at Riviera. Um, if he gets on a roll on the greens, which occasionally holds him back, then he, c- he could be in contention. But he's a guy with a, a very classic golf swing, a very solid player, and someone who I wouldn't be surprised to see force his way onto the American Ryder Cup side. So I'm going to go with Harris English,
0: Okay. Uh, provided Tom-
2: he's playing <laughs> the giant
0: caveat. <laughs> Thomas.
1: Um, yes, hello. Sorry, I was trying to look someone up on my phone and, it, and it, my phone's not working. Um, is Phil Mickelson in the field? He's won
0: there twice. This is. I'm, yeah, I'm asking the questions, not you. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I was
1: I, again. We're trying to uh, <laughs> check each other's answers here. Um, well, if Phil Mickelson is in the field, he has won there twice and he's playing very well. So I'd, I'd definitely put him in there. I really like the tournament because it's. Uh, although, if you actually look at the people who won it the last couple of years and who con- contended, you wouldn't say you'd say that they're all people who hit it a long way. But it's actually anyone can actually compete on that golf course because it's. Um, it's one of those ones which uh, I think kind of like that we've already spoken about already. It's a classical golf course where anyone who, if they have a good week, can compete. So, um, I, you know, I think it's one of those ones where it could be that's why Phil Mickelson's done so well on there before. He's managed to hit the, the fairways, maybe not without his driver, and then get up and down when required with his amazing short game.
2: I'll add. Um, Name, it's just come to me. Bill Haas in here, yeah, played quite former well, champion. Played week, well last it? week, played well at the Humana or the Career Builder Challenge or whatever it is called these days. Um, good player. It's a great closing hole at, at Riviera, if memory serves me correctly. A tough par four up yeah, the hill, that's right, with a good vantage point or good vantage points. And I think the 10th is a fantastic golf hole, yeah. As well. That's a short par four, isn't short, it? Short par four, which plays always over par and ranks as well <laughs> one of the Trickiest holes on the course, which is startling given that it's only about three hundred and ten yards. I think that a lot of them go for it, don't they? A lot of them go for it because it's being in in position in one of those bunkers isn't the worst worst place in the world. However, it's absolutely surrounded by sand. When they stick that pin back right on day four, it's extremely tricky. You basically got to drive it to the throat of the green on the left to pitch up the green. And if you don't manage to leave your drive there, then you are in <laughs> a whole
0: lot of trouble. So, yeah, great but golf hole. I'm going to go for your film favourite. Is actually, not in the field. I just found out. So ignore that bit of advice. <laughs> Do not bet on Phil Mickelson. Uh, I'm going to go for Nick's favourite and that's Justin Rose if he is playing which again I don't know he is know. playing he is playing um, It's one of his favourite events yeah, yeah I, you've got to think that somebody who's so steady from T to green it's the sort of golf course that rewards that sort of play so I'm going to go for Justin we'll see how they all get on um, okay well thank you very much Tom and Nick thank you for your time this week thanks for joining thank us um, again just a, a quick plug for Golf Monthly's various different channels whether it's the Golf Monthly website or our Facebook page or Twitter feed Instagram um, we have a lot going on we cover the tour um, events uh, but we also cover everything in the world of golf so equipment launches uh, there's also a lot of practical advice about how to get more enjoyment from your golf game so please please do follow us on the various different social media platforms Um, but for now it's goodbye from the clubhouse we will see you next time